We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't be Teen Wolf. Like, dominating a basketball game and being in the same category as Charlie Brown. But you can be a teen and still be a kid. Young It's a teen. young teen. 13. Young. Yeah. 13. Maybe Bas- 13. Basically, Maybe yes. 14. Maybe 14. Maybe. Depends on the kid. Holden Caulfield, would he, where would he fall in? I think he's a little too old, isn't he's, he? Yeah. Too old. I haven't read Catching the Ryan in a long time, but is he like 17 or something like that? I think he's like somewhere 16, there. 17. Like somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. He's a little too yeah. jaded to be kid-like. It's a great book. It is. It's a great ball. I loved it. All right, 215-592-9494. So we got an update yesterday on Andrew Painter. Now, it's not official from the Phils, but uh, Todd Zalecki, with some good reporting, uh, put the following up on Twitter. And this certainly made me feel a lot better about Andrew Painter. He said, this is what Todd uh, tweeted, there does, does not seem to be serious concerns about Andrew Painter's right elbow, but – the Phillies want to be careful with him. So that's great news. Now, Zalecki also then jumped on WIP with the midday show with Joe and Hugh yesterday afternoon and elaborated. Still within the framework of if, if it's not a big deal, and hopefully it's not. Here's what Zalecki said. It's all connected to the elbow. You know, uh, whatever they call it, if it's just like a tendonitis situation, they knock out the, they knock out the swelling, they give them a few weeks, and then they slowly ramp them back up. That's why I think, you know, if it, if it is just that, if it's just a 19-year-old kid who hasn't experienced some elbow soreness ever in his career, uh, maybe he's being overly cautious about it, which would be great news. But, again, it probably hurts his chances of, of breaking camp with the team. All right, let me say this on behalf of everyone. Whew. <laughs> that's good news. <laughs> as long as that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still concerned. You are? Well, I, yeah. Yeah, we, we have more information to discover because this was – hasn't it been like four days? But it is common for you to have an arm soreness of some sort and it not be that big a deal. Okay. At times. Especially but, early. Exactly. Last season, in season, he's dialing back. Look, if anything, this might keep Painter more – I'll use the term eligible – to be effective in October than he would have been if he had thrown pitches in February, March, and April. Look, they were going to give him a month to six weeks off at some point during the season anyway. Like, he wasn't going to pitch 150 innings or 200 innings this year. You know, he's not, he's he the just went over series. 100. Exactly. Yeah. You want him in the playoffs. See, but how often have we heard after imaging that there's no structural damage? You know, like And they, then there like is. They, they and back then, yeah. it up. Yeah, they, it happens. They, they give you a little more information to go on. This is like an all-time dearth of information. Well, look, we're going to know odd. we're going to know a lot more in the next couple of days, but I take Zalecki's tweet especially 
as fantastic news. I do too. I was really nervous. Yesterday, if you had asked me, no, I'm I'm way less nervous. I'm not like out of the woods, but I'm way less nervous. Yesterday, I would have guessed Tommy John. If you had said, what do you think is going to happen? I would have guessed Tommy John. Today, I wouldn't. All right, let's go to the phone. So if you want to weigh in on the painter thing, I mean, we think is good news. 215-592-9494. A lot of talk on the Eagles. Do you share my concerns about cultural issues with the birds? It's been a weird three weeks since the, the Super Bowl loss and just a lot of twists and turns that to me don't reflect well upon kind of where they're headed. Let's go to Paul in South Philadelphia. Hi, Paul. Hey, how y'all doing, man? Great, Paul. Long-time listener. Great. Hey, listen, first thing they need to do, they need to make a straight-up trade. I want Lamar Jackson for Jalen Hurts. No. Oh, Lamar God. Jackson take the promised land. Nope. Jalen, really? Jalen's better. Okay. All right. Number two. And by, hey. the, and by the way, Paul, the Ravens know that, and it's why the Ravens probably will not have Lamar Jackson as their quarterback long-term. Because because yeah. they're, they're, they're putting a line in the sand, and I respect it. And Lamar wants more than that line. And maybe it's one more year, but they're, they're going to part ways up ahead soon. Excellent. Hey, uh, But not, quick, to, not to come here. <laughs> yeah, what uniforms are the Eagles going to be wearing next year with the Kelly Green? Will it be the Super Bowl 15 uniforms or the Reggie White uniforms? I, assume, I don't know. I mean, I assume the Reggie White uniforms, but I don't know. I like the Super Bowl 15 uniforms better. And last thing, uh, hey, Richie, do you think Jimi Hendrix was killed? No. Oh, I think he's, I think his manager killed him. Wow. What I, is going okay. on? This is a call This is today. a call. This is a call. I, uh, Paul came in firing. All right, Paul, give me a fictional kid. Who do you have? Oh, I got Junior Healy from Problem Child. You, I'm sorry, Mr. Healy. Please, give me another chance. All right, you got it, buddy. Problem um, Child was kind of. A good movie. It was a good movie. Day. I liked that one. I did, too. I, and I don't think Jimmy's manager killed him. Is there – you see one of those guys like he Jim died. Morrison and others where there's mystery around the death? Well, I mean, they say it's vomit inhalation due to barbiturate intoxication. Okay, so so theoretically something weird could have happened. The overdose theory yeah. is what the, who yeah, was, the story is. Guess who was the president? I think it was Tyler that they dug up about 30 years ago to find out if he was assassinated, right? President Tyler from the 1800s? You're the only one who knows that. Yeah. So 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 we have four assassinated <laughs> presidents. Find? I think they determined. James, you have to look this up. Here's my recollection. So we've got four four assassinated presidents. The two really famous ones, Lincoln and Kennedy. The two less famous ones are Garfield and McKinley. Garfield and McKinley were in between Lincoln and Kennedy. Lincoln was the first assassinated president, but Tyler, I think, was about 15 or 20 years before Lincoln. He died in office, and there was a thought Look about you. about twenty or thirty years ago. Maybe Tyler was. I think it was poisoned. So yes. So, so what, okay. uh, James, t- tell us the story. Yes. Yeah, so I on, dug up a president from the 1800s. Yeah. So in 1991, they did it. In June 17, 1991, researchers exhumed the body of Zachary Taylor to deal with the persistent oh. speculation. Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. That that Southern politicians had arranged to have the nation's 12th president poisoned because he opposed extending slavery to the Western territories. And they determined. Uh, I think they. I'm guessing they determined that yes, he wasn't because I think it would have been not. a much bigger story if we, <laughs> <laughs> we would have all heard. Good, about good yeah. logic there, James. How incredible is that? You think of a president from like 200 years ago. By the way, the thing about Tyler, for those that don't know, I struggle with that. Um, and I don't know if this is still the case, but as of a year ago, his 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 grandson was still alive. Yeah, which is just like Ray. Do you know that fact? Mm-mm. So President Tyler it was right around the same time as Zachary Taylor. It's like the 1840s or something. He had, and maybe still does have, I think the guy might have just died, uh, a living grandson. Wow. How did that, well. 
So it's it's two men that really old. fathered a kid around yeah. the age of 75. Yeah. And then this guy's old. And it's like 75 plus 75 plus like 80. And it's like, that's how you get to. He died in 2020. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Just unbelievable. 215-592-9494 on this this Tuesday morning. A lot of talk about the birds. Also up ahead, we'll get into the 76ers. They won a game last night. Plus, we have inside scoop, the inside audio of a Howie Roseman, Jalen Hurts conversation uh, as they negotiate their contracts. I mean, that's that's the word. That's the word. Unless it's just Joe Conklin, you know. Yeah, maybe it's Joe Being Joe Conklin, which is great stuff. Which, let's be real, it's probably better than the conversation between Hurts and... Uh, and probably and... more entertaining, yeah. <laughs> so Conklin up ahead, plus the 76ers, plus... Elliot Shore Parks at 745. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on 94 WIP. Bet MGM is giving soccer fans a chance to go for the goal this season. Just place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more and a minimum plus 400 odds on any English Premier League game. If all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Log into your account or download the Bet MGM app and sign up today. If you miss just one leg on an English Premier League one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, you'll get $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, Judd Camera here. All right, who is thinking about getting engaged? I know a lot of you out there are, and if you are, and if you haven't bought that ring yet, get yourself to Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. You hear me talking every day about Family and Company Jewelers because I'm trying to help you out. They're awesome at what they do, and they can help you out because you're looking for a ring, and you want to get a great ring, and you want to get a ring at a great price, and you want to kind of learn through the process of what you're looking for and all that. Well, Family and Company Jewelers, with their experts right there behind the glass, and it is a showroom you got to see to believe they can help you. They are the top five-star rating spot on Google with over 2,000 reviews. No one else even comes close to that. So get the gal of your dreams, the ring of her dreams, and uh, get there soon because they have great prices right now. A ring from Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Brought to you by NJ Diet on the first night of a back-to-back. Sixers held off the Pacers 147-143 in a game. 
which defense appeared to be optional. Sixers managing their second straight win despite making only three field goals in the last six minutes of the game. Sixers got 42 from Joel Embiid. James Harden dishing out 20 assists and a terrific first start as a Sixter by Jalen McDaniels. 20 points and eight rebounds. Sixers 3-1 and one so far on this five-game road trip. Wraps up tonight at the Minnesota Timberwolves. 40 days to lose 20 to 40-plus pounds. Contact NJDiet.com to lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40-plus pounds in only 40 days. Visit NJDiet.com. NBC10 first alert forecast. Morning clouds, then afternoon sun, a high of 48. It's currently 37. To stream 94 WIP, tell your smart speaker to play 94 WIP. Show to Cameron and John Rich on this Tuesday morning, 94 at WIP. We'll talk to Elliot Shore Parks. Joins us every single Tuesday at 745. It is decision day for the Eagles today because this is the day of the franchise tag. Obviously, they have a sense of where they are in their negotiations with any number of key players. Um, can't officially sign them until next week. They can, you know, they can, they can lock in with their own, especially at this point, and if they feel like they're not about to then they have one final lever to pull, and that's the franchise tag. And this is it, 4 o'clock today. So we'll ask you this, the Twitter poll question of the day, brought to us by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Find new roads at ArminChevy.com. Today's question, should the Eagles use the franchise tag on C.J. Gardner-Johnson? That would be a $14.46 million. Just think of it in terms of like $14.5 mil. Uh, should they use that on C.J. Gardner-Johnson today if they cannot agree to a long-term deal with him? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I had made the point early, and you can wait on the phone lines also. I know a lot of people desperately want to see C.J. Gardner-Johnson kept by the Eagles. I certainly want to see him kept. I would not refer to myself as desperate about it because there's a lot of other good players and there's a lot of ways to go about building this. But yeah. he's really young and he's really good. He is. And, and he should be a 25, part of 25, yeah. Yeah, no, he's sure. – you agree and, he's the only guy they would franchise? They're not going to franchise Well, Hargrave. that's what's being reported. Right. You know, that, that they intend that he will be an Eagle. Yeah. I mean, just and, so just, just everyone knows, it's top five paid player average of your position. Like, guys like Aaron Donald are defensive tackles. So now you're, you're trying to compete with, like, you'd have to pay a guy like Hargrave huge money. You'd have to pay a guy like Bradbury huge money. And that's why the safety spot seems a little mm-hmm. bit more like a little bit more of a needle that you can you can thread and make it happen. You but, can still franchise him today, but still have time to work out a yeah, deal, right? you do. And yeah. I, yeah. I believe that will be the plan. Yeah. That, 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 yes, they're trying to work out a deal now. Till July, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got some time. This is a time-buying measure. Well, if they don't get the deal done today, I, I think their plan will be, we'll get you signed to a multi-year deal. It's just going to take a little longer. Give us some time to get the yeah. the money right. They yeah. could. It's an option. They 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 could. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Um, I I made the point earlier that the longer this all season goes on, and it's only been a couple weeks, the more I'm getting concerned about the Eagles' culture. And and I'm curious if others out there are with me on this. I mean, in, in no particular order, there's been slight comments about Super Bowl fifty seven, and it seemed like he was representing the defensive backs. You know, we we had a field day out there, lights, camera, action. He's finger pointing at somebody, probably the D line and linebackers, maybe the coaches. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is already clearly finger-pointed at Gannon. Gannon's gone, but 
you know, Gannon and Sirianni had a close relationship, so you got that reality. You got A.J. Brown going back to the, the NFC Championship game, sulking on the sidelines and thereafter um, when he felt like he didn't get the ball enough. I didn't like that look. They fired Denard Wilson, who a lot of defensive backs felt very attached to. They have interviewed Matt Patricia and, and might hire him, who Darius Slay obviously can't stand. Um, there's potential, and I'll use the word potential resentment that could build in if Hertz gets paid so much money that it causes some guys to lose their job, at least out of here. I disagree. There's just a, there's a, there's a lot going on there. Against him. He's the leader of this team, and guys appreciate everything that he's brought to this team, the excellence and the leadership. It won't bother and you if you're, happy if you're for him. BG, it won't bother you. They will be happy for Jalen. Let's say Brandon Graham John loses his job. Meaning Brandon he, Graham's a pro. He's been around he this forever. He yeah. understands how it works. And and he will they they'll give him an, an, an opportunity to return. It will just be for less than what the Cleveland Browns will offer. But him. here's what I don't understand with your line of thinking, because I agree with you. Players do often think the way you're saying. But he, I'll just from my standpoint, if I'm Brandon Grant and I've been here, James, what is it, 13 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, 13 years, and I just want to do two more to finish my career as an Eagle, and I'm just looking for two extra million a year, three extra million, whatever the number is. I would be this bummed. Is petty. Yeah, the, what you're petty. what you're suggesting is petty. And, and Hertz, that's not what Brandon Graham has ever been about. Oh. No, he no. understands the game. I'm telling you. And I think it would he loves me. the Eagles to the point where he wants this team to do what's best for this team. He's probably aware that, so that now he that you're, would have more opportunity on other D lines no. to get in there and get reps. He wants to be he'll here, get John. more reps in Cleveland yeah. than he would as an Eagle, and he has to factor that in. And I think the Cleveland Browns will pay him accordingly. They'll they'll pay him more than what we'll offer. The restructuring uh, Watson's deal to open up some money, which deals mm. so ridiculous. That deal is bad. All right, let's go to the phones. I mean, look, they're gonna, they've are gonna they already lost both coordinators. They, they've already lost Denard. They fired him. Players are finding that out in the last 36 the, hours. I think that's your biggest thing right there for your culture, the firing of him. That is what I think won't sit well with players. That's my biggest worry. Yeah. Because Nick Sirianni has been made out to be the villain here, the guy who, you know, fired him. And that that can't sit well with everyone. We know Slay is outspoken. We, we know CJ GJ is too. And we know those guys wanted Denard Wilson back. They wanted him as their DC. By the way, that couple. not even here. Well, and that couple with Patricia being potentially a candidate or a candidate, you know, if I'm Slay, I'm like, what is going on here? I like this guy. I am so clearly on the record saying I don't like this guy. So I just got to eat it or I'm going to get traded. Like I, These are my concerns. Let's go to the phones and see if others share them. 215-592-9494. Dan in Philadelphia right now. Hi, Dan. Good morning, morning team. How are we? Great, Dan. Joe, the reason I don't have a c- concern for the culture is, I mean, normally we don't want an owner and GM like involved in everyday things, but they seem to be – Ever since Chip Kelly, they want a culture, a certain culture, and they're not afraid to make a change if that culture starts to change. I, I, agree, I agree with that. But, um, you, but you can have a bad season in the midst of it. I'm not saying Eagles going to have a bad season, but things could get chipped away. It's possible. You, all, you also want a coach that uh, you know shows a, his authority as well. So if this guy was insubordinate, which it maybe sounds like it is if you're screaming and hollering at each other, uh, you know, you want to see a coach say, listen, I'm the boss around here and nobody talks to me like that. Nobody's above the team. And this is what happens when that becomes. So it can also put a lot of players in check like Darius Slay. Um, and if not, then they move on. It can, but Dan, consider this. And I don't know if you have. Last 36 hours or so since this, I guess it's probably 48 hours, since this Denard Wilson-Sirianni um, 
meeting over the weekend. We don't know about the screaming. No, we, we don't, we, we don't know. But, Dan, let me ask you a question. Don't you think it's possible that Denard Wilson and some of the Eagles defensive backs have texted in the last 48 hours? And think about those texts. Okay. I'd love to see them. Right? <laughs> right, Ray? I mean, they could get a little – you know, I bet you there's some players that are like, yo, man, you got done dirty. Not, not only did you not get the defensive coordinator spot, now you're fired? And, we're to- and we know you're a good guy, and we're told you're fired because of some interaction behind closed doors that no one else but Sirianni saw? I'm not saying Sirianni's in the wrong. I'm not. I don't, I'm not saying Sirianni's in the right. I don't know. I wasn't there. What I'm Correct. telling you is players could think that their guy was done dirty, and that could cause a problem. Players are still about players, Joe, at the, at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, maybe it sucks for them, but they're still about players. They're still about their money. They're still about their contracts. That doesn't affect them uh, when it comes to that type of stuff. So they got to move on, and they got to put their big boy boots on and keep going. Um, as for baseball injuries, real quick, you were talking about Andrew Painter. Like, yeah. you were worried about – I know a guy who, like, ran the first base, and his groin's been hurt for, like, eight years. <laughs> so I'm just hoping that the guy <laughs> – Wow, yeah. that was a shot. Is your groin still hurt? So the groin was the groin, yeah. groin was healed. The only issue is there's some scar tissue. Like the groin was fixed, but there's scar tissue. So that's the you know that's the problem. Dan, but give me. Quick, by the way, Phillies aren't counting on me to win the pennant. I know this is an unpopular choice, but I, I mean I would love to have them back. But I don't want Brandon Graham back. I don't want Jason Kelsey back. Like I love those players, I want but Kelsey. we we do draft players to replace them right and we yeah. did draft a great center to, and it yeah. hurts but that's how a team keeps growing that's how a team can afford other players but kelsey's like, still the best center in football yeah he's performing yeah, I, I know he is but for how long right and how much money do you want to, and what do you do with with the backup draft pick that, that you got to replace him so it's it's kind of a, a bittersweet type of thing but at some point you have to let your heart you know go yeah and and replace all them. right dan I give think. me a, give me a fictional kid who do you have I think we saw him grow up, so Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Answer. Yeah, he started out as a kid for sure. Then again, everyone starts as a kid. But, no, we, we knew Harry Potter as a kid. Then he does grow older. but certainly. Which is okay. As long oh, yeah. As we, yeah, absolutely. I would say Arnold from Different Strokes started. Well, how old would you say he was by the end? Well, I mean, it's funny because he was like in his 20s when the right. show was recorded. But I, he was probably, what, like 14 maybe by the end, something like that? Maybe even oh, older. I think he was older. Was he older? I mean, it's I th- so hard to tell. The show had to be on for probably eight or nine years, right? I mean, it wasn't like he was five in the beginning. I was too young for the beginning of it. I remember, like, the back end. I watched all the episodes in, in reruns yeah. and stuff, but I was a little young when it started. Yep. I remember he was always older than what he Clearly. looked. Yeah. And so by the end, I think he was 19, 20. Probably, like probably thereabout would be my guess. Uh, I'm standing. You guys know sometimes I got to stand and I got to remind myself. Is it because to... you were rem- reminded yes. that your groin was bad? Yes. And so now you're oh, stretching God. it. Do some stretching. I will say you've done better with this. Like when you yeah. first did the standing thing, you said I'm going to stand, and then you never stood. Yeah. You stand quite a bit now. Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know what? It's like the Sixers. I'm getting better. Yeah. Speaking of Sixers, um, well, it has been quite a long time. You should be getting better. Correct. It's yeah. been years. Yeah, the, the actual injury it's been was been years from a soft tissue injury. Yeah, well, it was a pretty substantial tear in there, man. That adductor thing, that thing Lane Johnson had. Well, you're supposed to heal. Adductor. Like, you're supposed to have a, a healing rate. Yeah, but remember, my, my recovery got uh, truncated because of the pandemic. That was I had the surgery right beforehand, and that— Boy, you are really— Just hearing a lot of hard. excuses here Look is what I'm this. hearing. Lane Johnson played oh, yeah, in two playoff games. Yeah. 
And I've done three. I've done three years of sports radio. Oh my god! Yeah, three years. <laughs> All right. So the 76ers last night get a win. It's a crazy win. It's the most ridiculous high scoring game. It's just about to say. You know. You know what's the most amazing thing for me though, and 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 I hope people don't take this for granted. Joel Embiid. It's not only a 40 spot. It's it's what he did from the line. I mean, Joel last night from the line was 19 of 19. Do we understand? How historically ridiculous that is! How historically incredible that is for a seven-foot guy. Some say he's seven-two. I don't know, seven, seven, one, seven-two to go nineteen for nineteen from the line. You know, it's absurd. It's asinine. It is. Yeah. And you expect it when he goes to the line. That's I mean, what I feel so good. And what was helpful about last night? It was the only time it slowed down the Pacers is when he actually went to the free throw line and they had to stop yeah. the game because no one was stopping anybody. Listen, John, the defense has not been great lately, huh. and obviously no PJ Tucker, and he's you know pretty much their main defensive dude. Yeah, uh, as far as ro- well, the main, the main players supposed to be a, a yeah, good defense. But I mean dude. the guys that play the most on the wing, the most on the wing. Look, I I like Jalen McDaniels out there. I, I thought Jalen McDaniels last night, and, and I was, you know, taking notes during the game. Yep. Uh, I wrote a note. It feels like the rebounding problem isn't as big a problem when yep. Jalen McDaniels is out there on the court. And then I saw, you know, we're, we're halfway through the third quarter. He's got eight rebounds. It was actually, he was actually extremely productive in that role. And you can see when he's in that, that dunker spot, man, he, he charges to the hoop when the ball's, you know, the when, energy when, that he brings it's different. is phenomenal. It's different yeah. with Joel's, uh, you know, putting it up from the elbow and you see McDaniels crashing uh, the boards. That was a real positive. And I love that Joel last night, he wasn't taking the easy jumper. He was actually driving it to the hoop. He was actually going up strong. Physical, yeah. It was, it was a different Joel last night. And you could also see, that Doc prioritized pushing the pace, that James Harden, you know, in that first half, he, it, it's fast break points. There was a point in the third quarter where we were 17 fast break points to eight fast break points against the team that was leading the NBA in yep. fast break points. So we were we were hurt. We were hurrying things up. Joel was more aggressive, and so was James Harden, and that recipe adds up to wins. Look, it's a roller coaster as a Sixers fan, obviously, because you have your really down days and like, oh, this team's got no shot, and then you have your days, and I'm not saying ones yesterday's a prime one because it's not like they beat a great team. And by the way, Miles Turner barely played six fouls the whole deal. He's out, I think, like 19 minutes. He cannot play against Joel Embiid. Yeah, he's undersized <laughs> in that mean, regard. Joel and, just bullies him. And he's a good player. Yeah, but not against Joel. I agree. <laughs> I do. Let's go, he was but, good when we went small. When we went with that small lineup yeah. with like Harden out there, Melton, Shake, uh, uh, House, Paul Reed, yep. Turner was owning us. Uh, you know, yeah. like it, you, you make the trade off, but we were moving the ball a lot better offensively with that small group. So you can weigh in on the 76ers and kind of where you're at as a Sixers fan right now, obviously, as they come in near the end of the regular season. Also up ahead, uh, Elliot Shore Parks in 15 minutes on the Eagles and Conklin. He's got the Howie Roseman, uh, Jalen Hurts conversation negotiating this contract. Let's go to Tom in Lawrenceville right now. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you guys doing? Great, Tom. First time caller. Thank you. I'm just touching on the Eagles a little bit, the defense. I mean, hopefully they don't lose a lot of players. They're going to lose a pretty good amount, man. Yeah, well, let's hope not. (laughs) The Jason Kelsey thing, not sure about that. Uh, he's the sure. best center, best center in football. So hopefully he stays, or you know they they figure something out for free agency where they can 
you know, re-sign him. I feel confident they'll they'll figure it out. And I can't imagine that he could hang it up after playing as well as he did last year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the offense is great, you know, this is the defense. Yeah. Is, uh, well, you're right. The I mean, offense it, will help the defense. The defense will be less equipped. But remember, uh, maybe more aggressive. Uh, I, I hope. I mean, geez, I got my fingers crossed on that one. There's no guarantees. But uh, the defense will have to do more less. And will be younger. After, more willing to fly around and sacrifice our body, and that will help the cause. But the offense, absolutely, controlling the clock will make the defense hey, better. Hey, Tom, give me a great fictional kid. You got a shot to win the Adam Sandler tickets. Uh, Eric Cartman from South Park. You got it, Tom. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Let's go to Craig right now. Uh, but, but, but Craig, you're on WIP. Greetings to the best damn morning sports show in the world. What's up, fellas? Greetings, Craig. Greetings, Craig. We are Southwest Philly stand up. I didn't there you me. go. <laughs> Love it. Right, Craig, you got that Southwest Philly flo- floater still working? <laughs> Who was that? Was that Ty yeah. Garland? Uh, wasn't it? Was it Langston Galloway? Langston baby. Galloway, I think. I think. I'll look it up. Uh, hey, I think hey, it was they, Ty Garland. Hey, they got a shirt too. We, we get a chance, Google it. They got a shirt. Southwest Philly born and raised. Was Ty Garland? Good work by you. Well nice done. Shirt. The yeah. Hands in the air. The hammer. We're not asking it during Beat the Hammer. The hammer. <laughs> what was that? 2013 LaSalle, I think. Something like that. All right, Craig, what do you got on the- 2013 uh, LaSalle. Look at you. Uh, and they won three tournament hey, games. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, hey, as you guys know, I'm down in D.C., so just just, just know this. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'll be a D.C. correspondent, but I don't know if you all saw this uh, on, the, on this Redskins. Keep an eye on the Redskins, because, I, I mean, not Redskins, the uh, commanders, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you all saw, but they had a clip um, down here. It's floating around that they're, they're in the running for Lamar. I don't know if you all heard that. Tell you anything about that? Well, they should be in the running for Lamar. I mean, Craig, I'll, I'll just tell you right now. Guaranteed money, right. Craig, 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 hang on. I'll tell you this yeah. now. I do not think Lamar Jackson will be the Ravens quarterback much longer. Maybe it's another year. But here's the issue. He didn't play in that playoff game when everyone down there thought he was going to. And so the only recourse they really have is to franchise him. And then you say to yourself, so what are the chances – that he's really going to lay it on the line for us in a season. I think there is a great chance that he's traded this offseason. And if he's not, he's franchised, and I would say is then gone after next offseason. Because I just uh, I just don't think this is a, a long-term marriage. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and uh, and then I'll go to the uh, Eagles point. Listen, I, I just want to go back to what everybody – I know it's not a good conversation about all this, but listen – we talked about everything before about Sirianni being a puppet and, you know, how free and this and that. I, you know, everybody just – I don't know what we're worried about. I don't – listen, I think the writing's on the wall for Slay, to be honest with you. Slay is the oldest DB in there, and I'm going to be honest with you. He's the one that gave himself the name of Big Play. Well, basically, he's been no play Slay lately, and I'm tired of his crap, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded because if they bring Patricia in there, that's a sign that they don't care what Slay thinks anyway. So I got a feeling that the thing is, Sirianni – I think the training wheels have been taken off. Think about this, everybody. Andy Reid, when he first came to Philly, how long did it take him to get to, to the playoffs? What was it? Six, seven second, years? Second, like second season. Yeah. Didn't take second. long. Okay. Yeah. Didn't take long, right. He had, so he had George saying, Eggman push that sled. He established the culture. <laughs> and bang, year two in the playoffs. So he's got – so Sirianni's got us to the playoffs. First year coaching. Second year he's gotten us to the Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. I'm all in with this coach. I like the fact that he's able to make the decision – if he fired that guy, it's because that guy won't fall in line 
the coach should have the power to do that. So I don't have a problem. Yeah, Craig, I, Craig, I got one question for you though. You yeah. know, you know, I love you, right? Like you're a great right. caller. We love you. You know that, right? Right. Right. So. How did you get it confused between Andy Reid making the playoffs in his second year or his sixth or seventh? Like, I'm just help me understand that. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's like it's, I'm, a, it's a big difference. I'm not. I'm not the hammer, man. You know, I ain't got that photograph memory. <laughs> oh, it was a long time ago. Joe. A good answer, Craig. Craig, give me a great fictional kid. I, I give you hammer props on that. Okay, uh, listen. Um, I don't know. If, did anybody say yet? Hey, listen, uh, Joe. This little girl could probably kick your ass with one arm tied behind her back. But Arya from Game of Thrones, She's, saddest chick out there. Yeah, yeah. she starts mm. as a kid for sure. She eventually gets older, but in the beginning, Arya is a definitive Craig kid. Craig got it wrong, though. Both hands tied behind her back. She's got the camera. Totally. Yeah, she Without is. a doubt. She's, I think any of us probably. She's assume a face <laughs> and the, the whole deal, and uh, I want to see her coming. And, boy, Arya was awesome. Now I, will I say, didn't like her as much as everyone else. Did. Yeah, I, I just didn't buy it somehow. Like she she disappears, she goes off, she trains with the faceless guy, and all of a sudden she's this elite. Assassin. <laughs> well, she was young and she she yeah. became a lean assassin. She grew up, grew yeah. into it. Plus, you got to remember, man, it's like a boxer. A lot of times, boxing comes, like, you got to fight your way out of something. She's fighting the way out of the fact her father was killed. Like her family's being ravaged. She she's basically homeless. She's out there just in a world of survival. And she always wanted to be a warrior. Like, from the moment we met her, she wasn't, you know, yeah. she didn't want to be a, a lady. She wanted to be a fighter. Okay. You know, so she okay. was fulfilling her dad. Me too. Man. I like it Me a too. lot. Eh, John just don't get it. Eh, what are you going to do? All right, I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to pivot to a uh, little Jalen Hurts, uh, Howie Roseman contract negotiation. I will say, I think the fact that the Eagles put out that video over the weekend of Howie's, excuse me, of Jalen's <laughs> I gotta say, I love his Howie voice. That, of course, Joe Conklin, JoeConklin.com. See Conklin and the City Rhythm Orchestra in a tribute to Philadelphia sports fans at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. That's happening Friday, March 10th. Get tickets at JoeConklin.com. Once again, that is JoeConklin.com. His Howie voice is great there, it's, John. It's, he nails it. <laughs> and, and the Jalen Hurts is getting good. It is. He's, he's, I appreciate that. Not easy. Plus, he got a shot in at Carson in there. You know, because Carson uh-huh. holds the ball, holds oh. the deer. You know, Carson, in fact. Carson stinks. He does. What else is he? <laughs> Carson Wentz is horrible. He is horrible. Although there was a report over the weekend, uh, John, that he's uh, open-minded. Open-minded, apparently, to uh, other um, uh, various types of positions. He's in. open-minded to continue to steal money. Yeah. Yeah. Second string. Third string. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens, but. Yeah, it was reported. I it forget goes against which. your belief system, doesn't it? What's that? That Carson would actually be willing to. No, he'll do it for a year or so. The question is, will he do it after two years of being told he's a backup? A year or so. The report was Ian Rappaport. Rappaport a couple of days ago tweeted, last night in Indy, this was during the combine, last night in Indy, because I think he lives out there. The guy it's gets... odd that he stayed in Indy after only being there one season and as bad as it went. Comfortable, I guess. It's it, you know, like he's a weird dude. Yeah. So <laughs> what Rappaport tweeted a few days ago last night in Indy, former Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz was spotted by my eyeballs. That's Ian not Rappaport, yours, not Ian. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, downtown having dinner with his agents. He's determined to continue playing and is open to various roles that can help a team. Yeah, mm. it's great. It's great. Let's go to the phones. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Uh, Conklin, one of uh, two appearances in our show today. Let's talk to Joe in Mayfair right now. What's up, Joseph? 
Joey Joe. 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 Oh, did he knock himself off? He's, he's fumbling with the phone. I literally just told him he was next. We heard him. I mean, we heard him. And then all of a sudden he was gone, like Kaiser Soze, like that. He's gone. Let's go to Mark in Center City. Hi, Mark. Hey. Listen, I'm, I'm not concerned about the culture in the locker room. And this is, if we got to make changes, we got to make changes. It's going to be a very heavy lift to get back there anyway. I mean, the last team to lose to get back there, I think, was the Patriots with a guy named Brady. Yes. The last team before them, I think, might have been the last time before them was the Buffalo Bills. So it's a heavy lift. So, I, you know, I think they're going to be good next year. I expect them to win the division, make the playoffs. But it's going to be a big task to get back. So, you know, winning cures culture. And if you got issues, then handle them next year. And, and plan plan going forward. I mean, the, the offense is good. The quarterback's going to be signed. I mean, it's not the same deal as, as five years ago, you know, when we thought we were we were set coming off a Super Bowl right. or an up-and-coming young quarterback and all that. So I, I, I think things are good, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about the long-term future of this team, and I think they'll get the culture fixed. And, well, and if you bring, you bring Patricia in and Slay don't like it, okay. You go, you go in another direction with Slane. You free some money up, man. It's all going to be good. Well, a few things. The good news, Mark, and you don't have a game for about six months. So even if you have a bad culture issue for a couple weeks, you do have time to try to clean it up. That's on the good side. The bad side, though, your, your, your last comment about Slay, that I object to in this regard. I, he's a really good player, man. So, you know, let's be careful and just like, all right, he doesn't like the coach. Uh, he, they're tired. He's got he's to go. Like, players got to make plays, and to make plays, you got to be the dude. If you want Nolan Carroll out there, then have at it. If you want to know, who was the guy they had uh, in 2021? Uh, this came from Pittsburgh for one season. Who was that guy? Steve Nelson. Steve Nelson. Yeah. Like, big difference, Mark. Big difference. Yeah, Joe, I, I got you. Listen, objection overruled, number one, and uh... – Number two. Steve Nelson never I, I, shut I, I down Justin Jefferson. Right. I'm just telling you. Yeah, all right. So then you win games with offense, man. You score 36 a game, and it's a heavy lift. But if that's how you got to do it, then that's how you do but, it. I mean, that's, but, that's, Mark, that's, you know it, but Mark, you know enough about football to know that doesn't that's, that doesn't likely make you as good a team as if you can play both sides of the ball. I mean, come on, man. At, absolutely, but it's. I am not expecting them to get to the Super Bowl. So. Okay. It'll okay. be a fun season, and, and we'll see where it goes. Hey, has anybody said Peter Pan? Am I late on uh, that you, Yeah, Peter Pan has been referenced. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's all I got. All right, man, have a good morning. Mark, great phone call. Keep the calls coming to us. Coming to us. Elliot Shore Parks joins us in one minute. Betting sports look no further than the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the official sportsbook of the diehard Philly sports fan. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. It's everything you want in the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Get odd slots and table games right in the palm of your hand. New users bet $10 and get $125 in sports bonus if your first bet wins. That's right. New users bet $10 and get $125 in sports bonus if your first bet is a winner. Bet on golf, basketball, hockey, and more. And bet on more than the score. Plus, live in-game betting puts you in the center of the action. Check out Pro Basketball tonight. We're one-and-a-half-point favorites in Minnesota, minus 130 on the money line. And don't miss this limited-time offer. New users bet $10, get $125 in sports bonus back if your first bet wins. Download the app, start playing instantly, and don't just watch the action. 
Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. You must be 21 and older and present in PA or New Jersey. New users and winning bets only. Terms and conditions apply. See betparks.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLE. All right, Chet, a camera, John Ritchie. We got Seltzer, we got Rhea, and we got a busy time in sports in part because, and this has really in recent years become a very cool part of the sports calendar the NFL free agency thing. Now, unfortunately, this year it's probably going to sting the Eagles more than benefit the Eagles. They're going to lose more good players than they sign good players from the external. For more on that, the franchise tag, culture issues, and all of it, we turn to our Eagles reporter. He does a great job year-round covering the birds, Elliot Shore Parks. How you doing, Elliot? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Quite a bit, man. Quite a bit. So let's start with the immediate, Elliot, and then we'll get to all the other issues. At 4 o'clock today, whether they're going to franchise anybody, I think reason to Uh, I would be stunned if they use the franchise tag, and I do not think that they will use the franchise tag. I mean, again, you know, with how with Howie Roseman as a general manager, they will never have a player play under the franchise tag. I would wow. be stunned if it happened. I just think it's such an absolute waste of salary cap space. And frankly, I think if your team's using the salary cap, I'm sorry, if your team's using the franchise tag, it's an indication that they're a poorly run franchise. And I don't believe the Eagles are a poorly run franchise. So is there a 2% chance that they put it on a player for an hour or two past the deadline just to finish negotiations? Maybe. But but I, I would be floored if, you know, this time tomorrow when you guys are doing your show, you're talking about a player under the franchise tag. So you expect the Eagles to get a deal done with CJGJ, or do you expect CJGJ to be somewhere else? That's a good one. I, I mean, I, I would say about a month ago, I thought that there was a better chance. But now, I don't know. I, I, I think that it's probably less than a 50% chance that Whoa. he's back. When you, when you just look at the money that they have, the money he's going to get, the positions that they value, I just don't see how that adds up to a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, extension. Uh, you know, I think they wow. value the defensive line more. Um, I think they obviously value offense more. And as good as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is, and he was very good last year, you know, I just don't know if he's a $15 million, $14 million a year player. And Reed Blankenship is not as good as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, but he does cost like $500,000. And I thought last year when he stepped in, he played well enough. So yeah. I think as opposed to other positions where they have nothing, I think at least at safety you can talk yourself into the idea that Blankenship could step in and, and you know be an average starter. Elliot, you Seltzer told us you said something on the Go Birds podcast that really fascinated me. Uh, and listeners won't like hearing this, but that you believe there's a better chance the Eagles will sign none of Hargrave, Bradbury, and Gardner-Johnson than two of them. Is that yeah. correct? And kind of explain to me your, you know, your thinking there. I just think this team in the salary cap situation that they're in. Now, look, the salary cap situation is interesting because they could open up. So there's $17 million around they could open up by extending the deals of Slay and Lane Johnson. So there is space there if they want it. But the Jalen Hurts contract is going to be a big one, obviously. And I just think that with, like Javon Hargrave is going to get a ton of money, a ton of money. He, he, I had someone in Indianapolis tell me he might get the most money of any free agent that's not a quarterback, right? So I think he's somebody that is going to get wow. absolutely paid. I think Chauncey Gardner is going to get paid. Bradbury is actually the one that I'm, I'll be interested to see how his market plays out. I'm not as sure he's going to get the huge money that we all kind of expected. But I just think this team has resigned itself to the fact that this is an offseason to overmake the defense. You hear how often Howie references the draft picks, right? 
uh, the fact that they're probably going to get a lot of comp picks next year, which is going to, you know, mm-hmm. also give them more picks, rebuild this defense. I just don't think they're going into this offseason with the plan of we're going to re-sign our own guys. I think they've accepted that they're probably going to leave. How badly do the Eagles want Matt Patricia here, and how does that affect the Slay situation? Yeah, so I, I can't get a read on how badly they want Matt Patricia. I guess I, I would hope that it's absolutely none. Uh, I mean, if they – if they hire Matt Patricia, it will shake my core belief that this is a well-run franchise. Wow. I think it would be such a catastrophic mistake and such a red flag for, for this franchise if they bring in Matt Patricia. And there's a number of reasons. You mentioned the Slay thing, right? And I think the Slay thing is important. It's worth mentioning. But Slay is not the only player in Detroit that had an issue with Matt Patricia. When he was fired, there was like 10 players on social media saying how happy they were that this guy was gone. He goes to New England and you know, has a hand in one of the biggest messes on offense you'll ever see with, with the handling of Mac Jones, right? So I just don't get, you know, for, for a head coach that preaches so often about, you know, his core five values, and I think number one might even be connecting, right? I don't see how he checks off that box. So, you know, the Slay thing aside, and, you know, I think there's a discussion to be had about Slay and whether he'll be back, but the Matt Patricia thing to me would be such a massive red flag I just refuse to believe they'll actually do wow. it. I agree with you, Elliot. I really do. I, I, I'm stunned they even let it get to the point where he's in the interview process, unless they know they're about to trade Slay. I find it really bizarre. He's Elliot, a good coach with a proven track record. He, he, when? He, when? When? He's when? Got, when? When? <laughs> when he won three Super Bowls? He was Bowls? terrible. He was, yeah, with did, he, did he or Belichick and Brady? And Brady? Yeah, who won that? They all did. Yeah. Well, they did, but two guys had a bigger hand in it than the other guys. Elliot, what he's about been a, he's been yeah. a disaster everywhere he's been since Detroit? And yeah. the, the Detroit, just putting that out there, right? I agree. Early in his career, he was an upside guy. He's no longer that. Elliot, I'm fascinated by the T.J. Edwards situation. They normally don't spend money at linebacker, but he's pretty good. He's still relatively young. He had a bad Super Bowl. What happens here? Yeah, another one where I'm interested to see where the market plays out on him. He's someone that you could maybe see go to Arizona. With Jonathan Gannon, I think him and Marcus Epps are the two players Gannon is most likely to bring with him to Arizona. Um, I think that they would like to bring him back. Again, undrafted free agent, he's a success story for them. Last year, you saw them kind of put him more and more in front of the camera in in leadership-type roles. Like during the Super Bowl, leading up to the Super Bowl, it would be Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and TJ Edwards, right? So I think that they've kind of started to view him as a core guy. But he's still a linebacker. And at the end of the day, they're not going to break the bank for him. So I don't think he'll get a huge deal. I think that, you know, you talked about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I think there's a better chance T.J. Edwards is back than Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Might be the best way I could uh, answer that. Any update on Denard Wilson's plans? Well, I mean, I I think he was planning to be here. So I'd imagine (laughs) he probably doesn't, (laughs) doesn't even know. Uh, what he's doing yet. But yeah, I mean, that's an, that's an interesting situation, right? Uh, credit to Marcus Hayes for reporting on that. Um, I will say if he wanted to be back and Nick Sirianni, you know, as the report seems to indicate, did fire him essentially. It, it's a surprising move. Just, you know, we talk so often, we talk about this with Michael Clay, right? Like would Sirianni have it in him to fire somebody that he doesn't think is good for the staff? He didn't fire Michael Clay. Mm-hmm. Apparently he did fire Denard Wilson. So I think it's a, uh, kind of interesting step in Sirianni's development as, as a head coach, CEO type. Elliot, I made the point earlier. I'll stand by it until I see otherwise. I think there are cracks in the Eagles' culture, and it worries me. Do you agree with that assessment? I, I, don't, I don't think I agree with it. I mean, I will say that it was a unique situation in the way that there was almost no losing 
right? They lost how many legitimate games this year? Two, three? Like, there was not that real kind of, uh, you know, situation where they, they, you know, two, three, two games in a, in a row, they lost that they were really trying to win with their full starters. So I think that they have a great culture. I really do. Like, being down in Novacare, seeing how the guys interact, seeing the coaching staff interact, I, tr- I truly do believe that. But there's also no denying that it's way easier to have a great culture when you're winning. And since the second half of 2021, this team is, you know, like 25 and two or something with, with Jalen Hurts as their starter. So I think that they don't have a culture problem. I would disagree with you. But to your point, when you lose, that does show that does show kind of what your true culture is. And there's no denying that, you know, that the finger pointing has happened at times. Yeah. I guess that is somewhat concerning. I mean, Elliot, how about A.J. Brown in the NFC Championship game just sulking on the sidelines when they're winning by a tremendous amount of points? You really worry yeah, about A.J. Brown? With, yes. with, with Jalen Hurts yeah, being the quarterback and a their bit. best friends, I think they can work thing we they can work through whatever faces well, them. I mean, Ellie, what do you make of what do you make of that, man? Yeah, I mean there, there's that. Uh, you know, there's uh, even after the Dallas game, right? then uh, this is back on Christmas, Darius Slade pointing out that Josiah Scott made the mistake. Yeah. Like there have been there have been moments of that. But but I would also say that I would guess, you know, if we covered a team that lost seven games instead of three, these are probably little things you would have seen throughout the year. I do wonder if it makes you guys view the 49ers players a little differently, you know, that we all kind of ripped for two weeks. Yeah. This is essentially what you're accusing them of, right? This well, the here's the th- thing, you know what it also is, Elliot, and this is one of the issues I think they're going to have next year. When a team loses a really big game, and the 49ers lost a really big game, the Eagles lost an even bigger game, it, it's it, – there's you're under a microscope and and there and there's a lot of angst that comes with the focus of like you're to blame no you're to blame no I'm blaming you like I just feel like they haven't I mean they've been ripping coaches I would say that Darius Slay's comments last week is probably an indictment of the defensive line and the linebackers that's there's a lot of cross purposes I don't like here right now and this is why I think the best thing this team can do this offseason is get as much fresh blood in there as they can like what we're going to talk about adding this player because he's a good linebacker at this spot. I think the biggest thing they need is turnover because we've seen it time and time again in 04 to 05. 05 was a disaster. 17 to 18. 18 was saved at the last minute by Nick Foles. It is really, really hard to run it back. Extremely hard, right? So I think the best chance they have of being good next year and the best chance they have of going to the Super Bowl is Hurts being special, Sirianni being special, and filling that locker room with new motivated guys. Because I just think there's too much baggage when you lose the Super Bowl to carry that through the next All right, season. so Elliot, to that point, Fletcher Cox, does he no longer get the, A, you're one of our top 10 defensive players of all time, you're going into our team Hall of Fame, we're giving you that extra three to six million, extra, not three to six million, yeah. three to six million extra because of how great you've been for a decade. Are those, is that done? I think that is done. Now, that doesn't mean Fletcher won't be back because if you look at the defensive tackle positions, they are very thin there. I mean, their top four guys are all free agents. So yeah. they need they need him. But but to the core of your question, I do not think Howie Roseman is going to overpay guys this offseason because of who they are. I think, you know, Howie learns from his mistakes, and that's the benefit of, you know, you probably should have been fired four times. Like, he's made a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and he's been able to live through them. So I think he knows – that what he did in 17 was a mistake. So maybe Fletcher's back, but I don't think he'll be back at some absurd rate just to bring him back because he's an Eagle. Elliot, you know Brandon Graham. You've been around him for years covering the Eagles. Gut feeling. Brandon Graham is offered four to five million extra a year to go play for a different team than the Philadelphia Eagles, who obviously he loves the Eagles. He wants to be. We all know he right. wants to be here. 
four to five extra million to play somewhere else, say Cleveland. Does he go play for Cleveland or does he stick with the Eagles? I mean, if Fletcher Cox goes to Cleveland, I could see that be a selling point for Brandon. He's played next to him his whole career. That can maybe make the move easier. But at the core, and being around Brandon, you know, almost 10 years covering the team, and really you guys can speak to this too because he's, he's become a somewhat, you know, significant part of WIP with the Brandon Graham show. Like, yep. I just can't imagine he would leave Philadelphia. I think that the point of his career, I think the Eagles will pay him because he had a good year and he's a good rotational uh, player. But at the end of the day, it feels like Brandon is set up so well for post-career here in Philadelphia that leaving, I just, I don't know how that adds up. So just, the, just, so just know that I hear you. Just know this, Elliot. Doc left under somewhat similar circumstances. It wasn't that the Eagles did not want to keep Ryan Dawkins. They didn't want to pay him. It's they wouldn't pay him what Denver was willing to right. pay him, and Doc was like, "All right, I'm going to go take the 19 million in Denver." I mean, yeah, you know, so they, I, I, right. I don't remember the specifics of the Dawkins contract, but Brandon, I don't think is at a point where where you said four or five million more. He might only get four or five million, yeah. right? I mean, he's 34 years old, and he had a great year last year, but he was still a rotational guy coming. You know, so I just – I would be surprised if he gets the money that, you know, if he was 27 and his, his resume would indicate. Like, his age is going to play a factor. So, I, I don't think it's going to be the Eagles offer him one million, another team offer him six. Like, I, I think this is going to be whether the Eagles want him back or not, and I just can't imagine they won't be able to come to him. Elliot, final thing here. Miles Sanders had a pretty good year, but he tailed off big time at the end. Um, do you think there's a reasonable chance with all the NFL free agent running backs, plus all the guys coming from the draft, that the market for Miles Sanders will be light enough that the Eagles can keep him on a relatively cheap contract? Yeah, I just don't think there – I think there's more than a chance. I think that's the reality. I, I think the, the better question is, do the Eagles want him back, right? Do you – like, do you – if you bring Miles Sanders back, and let's say it's at a deal where he signs it and we all go, man, that's so cheap, I can't believe they got him for that amount he still steps in the room as the number one running back. And if he's not, we've seen, you know, remember last year when he got some carries with the second team and it became a big deal for a few days. Like, like I don't know if he's somebody that is going to be happy coming in and splitting snaps, especially when he's doing it on a contract that he's probably not going to be happy with. So the Eagles have to decide, and you talked about the culture thing, even if he is cheap, do you want him back? And that's not a slight at him. It's just the reality of, if you want Kenny Gainwell as your as your main guy next year, you have to consider the dynamics of bringing back the guy who was the guy this previous year. Elliot, great report. We look forward to talking to you a lot during this free agency period. I know we're going to have a ton of fun on uh, Wednesday at McGurk's. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, the legal tampering period. Wednesday, it yeah. all becomes official. It's going to be a bonanza of, uh, of stuff. Elliot, great work, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, sounds good. Talk to you guys later. All right, there so, he is. Look, rev your engines. Because it's it's happening. I mean, it's going to go in a lot of directions here. And and his point about Miles Sanders is interesting. I mean, maybe there's just not enough market. John, do you? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.